Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the History Hotline podcast with me, Deanna Lincook, as your host. And I am joined, I'm really excited actually to be joined by these two guests. Um, if you listen to the episode about the conference in September uh, that we did, I did say that some of the people that were part of that conference I hoped would be on this podcast in the upcoming future and here they are today. So introducing uh, Dr. Michelle Yasantewa and Craig Riley to the History Hotline, welcome. Hello. Thanks Hello. for welcoming us. No worries at all. Uh, and from the title, you'll know that we'll be speaking about Empire Road and Michael Abensets today. Um, I wanted to introduce Michelle and Craig first, um, and then we'll get straight into uh, the episode. So, Dr. Michelle Yaisantiwa is a writer, independent scholar, and a cultural consultant. She's a co founder of Way Wise Words Publishing, Editing, and Tuition Services a multidisciplinary platform that specialises in cultural education, creative expression and academic development. And she's also um, published books that include uh, young adult novels, Elijah, The Awakening, Another Poems, Guyanese Comfort and The Ritual Art of Trance, Something Buried in the Yard, Mamalu Tales, um, a folkloric biography of a Guyanese elder. Um, and Dr. Santewa delivers courses and workshops in creative writing on black writers, literature, African history and culture, and is the editor and publisher of In Search of Mami Water, Narratives and Images of African Water Spirits. And we are so thankful to have you here today. Thank you. Now, on to our second guest, Craig Riley, who is a designer and founder of Studio Riley. Um, after more than 25 years at a leading interpretive design firm where he was director leading national and international projects, Craig um, set up his own practice to pursue design of objects and spaces and experiences. With the help of Dr. Michelle, Craig led an effort with the support of the family to have his uncle, Michael Abensetz, recognised for his contribution to British culture as a playwright and screenwriter, with an official Nubian Jack Community Trust Blue Plaque, which we'll be speaking more about today. As part of that campaign, various archive materials were collected from family, friends and colleagues, and the next steps of building that legacy is to bring everything together to create a Michael Abensetz archive. And here we are today. So, some people might be wondering, maybe the people that are my age, what is Empire Road? They may have never seen it, they may have never heard of it. Um, so do either of you want to start us off and, and tell us a little bit about the show Empire Road? Uh, Greg, I see you waving it, <laughs> waving for me to do that. Um, yeah, Empire Road was um, the first commissioned drama series by the BBC, which ran from 1978 to 1979 on BBC Two. And as I said, Michael was commissioned to do that. And it was also an all black cast as well, which was, um, there was a diverse group of people in this um, area where it was filmed. And Michael commissioned to do this with um, just to to highlight the fact of diversity and to show that um, as well as Coronation Street, which was was on and has been on and still is on, um, there are <laughs> other communities as well in localities that needed to have um, their voice heard. Prior to that, there had been programs uh, about and uh, black people 
that were a little bit um, derogatory, racist, demonizing, and you know, so mm. um, this was to, to give a sense of pride and a, a different representation to those um, communities. Absolutely. Um, and if I'm right, it was set in Handsworth, um, which is an inner city suburb of Birmingham, where my family come from. That's why I know about it. Um, and there was a very large Caribbean and South Asian community in Handsworth at the time and still is to an extent. Um, so this show was really highlighting, as you said, Michelle, the life of these people that often weren't kind of brought into the frame of, of black representation on TV. Um, and you mentioned some of the representations uh, before Empire Road came along and in my mind I'm thinking about Love Thy Neighbour is it that is that the one yeah. with Rudolph Walker yep, that's one of them there's Love Thy Neighbour I can't even think because to be honest I wasn't actually in the, in the country when <laughs> Empire Road screened I came here in 1980 um, but wow. I think they were still showing some of those programs because all oh, they were doing reruns I don't know but I do remember them I remember a lot of these programs we were cringing at um, mm. you know you know, I, do, I remember things like Rising Damp. There was one with Alf Garnet. Um, Craig, you might know more of these. Yeah. Well, I mean, the worst of the worst um, was the black and white minstrel show, right? So, yeah. you know, in terms of representation on TV, Empire Road really um, smashed, you know, smashed through that. And I think, I, I, I mean, it... it Michelle, you mentioned about Coronation Street and obviously Empire Road itself is a little bit of a nod towards that, you know, very, very deliberately. So, um, and I remember um, speaking to um, Peter Ansorge, who was um, the producer, and he spoke about, um, you know, there being... Um, I suppose that the, the BBC and particularly in, in Pebble Mill, they were they were pushing at that time to make sure, well, one, they were making TV programmes that were about representation of actually how the UK was at the time. And then another was to be sure that it wasn't just a London-centric view, which, um, which, which added to that... Uh, you know, a, a time captured when you could actually correct a lot of the view um, of the UK at that time and say, actually, this is really what's going on in the UK at the end of the uh, 1970s. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, and I think it also paved the way um, in some ways for the TV shows that would follow Um I think it was Desmond's, the episode I did on Desmond's that we kind of found ourselves in conversation, Craig. Um, mm. But other shows like The Fosters, I think, would have come after maybe or maybe in, in line with. Um, and so, you know, the fact that this kind of show set precedence and it was well watched and it was well viewed, it then allowed for more, more TV that looked like that and, and showed the lives of people like that um, following on. So very important show in, in the kind of context of the time as well for, for British TV. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I think that was, um, that was part of the, you know, the intention as well was to, um, to showcase the, the talent, you know, that's, that was, was there, um, as well as those lives that were real. 
Um, and as I always said, Michael was writing from a perspective of trying to document or record real experiences. And from from his perspective, um, it wasn't that it was like a series per se, you know, where you have all the, all those others that like they have a continuation that would would naturally occur. But he was looking at particular standalones that were you know experienced by um, the people um, within the area. So um, it, it was it was different in that regard. Um, so yeah, it, it did set a precedent for um, a number of those um, earlier actors that are going to come in. He wrote a lot for a lot of his work, um, Norman Beaton, which we would have Desmond in. Um, he he wrote for him. He wrote them for quite strong male um, and female characters. I mean, at that period, probably a lot more male, but um, I think he was tending towards. Um, you know, female representation in some aspects of his later works as well. Absolutely. Um, do you want to? I was just, I was thinking, because I only, um, there's one TV, um, actually, it's a movie that I, I hadn't seen until recently, um, Black Christmas, which was actually available, um, which was actually viewed before Empire Road. In fact, and it and it led to it and um and what's so kind of ex- extraordinary about that i suppose is just is one that it was set in a in a within the context of many very progressive um tv shows um you know with lives of black people in um in in contexts which you know had never never been seen before and also dealing um was always sort of interested and um michelle brilliantly um while our uncle was alive um recorded um an interview um with michael avonsets and and one of the things that's captured in there is this is this idea that while 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 the writing is is about um you know, community of black communities, South Asian communities. It's um, it's sort of trying to. There's many of those things is trying to deal with some of the subjects that maybe even those communities don't want to want to be hearing about themselves. And that is that's what's so great about um, um, not Empire Road, but then also that you know the the work around that, and then the work followed by other people. It's like a um, it allowed for that kind of writing so that, um, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know so much about Desmond's as far as I, I remember listening to an interview with Trix Worrell where he speaks about, he sort of confesses, I think, um, hope this is fair to say that he's, he's, he's writing about black people, but knowing he's writing for a white audience. Yeah, I believe he writes in the context of trying to push back against um, a lot of the like negative press about um, muggings and shootings, especially in uh, London, in South London, um, to kind of counter that narrative. Um, and I think he's writing, yeah, to to be able to do that for a white audience. Um, Whereas I don't know that that was a concern, particularly of, of you know, our uncle, Michael Abensetz, I think, he was writing and they were they, they were making real TV. I find that one of the most inspiring things about um, 
hearing my uncle talk in the interviews that have followed and things that people have told us is that um that that the importance of of the the writing you know the craft of writing and and then how that has kind of inspired a generation of of writers um particularly black writers but writing generally he contributed to that yeah absolutely um i think you make a really important point about the writing um and again i'm coming from the perspective of being doing history i don't really think about the kind of art of the actual show in itself and more what it can tell me about that historical time period but actually i think the the beauty of it being a drama was that it could really seriously deal with some of the issues that were going on at the time that were even now i think i wouldn't say are uncomfortable to watch at all but they are really important issues like so there was an episode we watched at the conference, Royston's Day, um, and that looks at um, the son, Royston, and he's arrested um, because he's racially uh, discriminated against. And there's a fight that breaks out at the club. And it's kind of like that generational difference of the kind of elders in the family saying, well, you should have dealt with it this way. You shouldn't have got into a fight. You shouldn't have been arrested. You need to do better We're in England now. Come on, fix up. And him kind of being like, lol, I'm here and I'm still being treated badly, et cetera, et cetera. So that kind of tension of the generational differences and in some of the episodes looking at the differences with the South Asian community and the Caribbean community in the episode of The Wedding. And I think he's, it's so beautiful the way that's done in a way that couldn't really be done in a sitcom because everything kind of has to end happily and in a laugh and a joke. Um, so I really do, yeah. I think it's important that, that there are dramas I think all the shows we've listed so far and even the ones I can think about are all sitcoms it's like I don't know black people could only be on telly if they were going to be funny and make people laugh and don't get me wrong um Empire Road was funny it had its moments but it wasn't in itself a comedy which I think is really important as well yeah that's a really good um observation um about some of the ones because yeah you're either in those previous ones you were you were either make doing the the, the cackling sort of grinning sort of mm. black um yeah. which was like the offshoot of that that minstrelsy um or you were the butt end of someone grinning at you or making a, mm. a, a joke about you yeah that kind of thing um but yeah that's why I said Michael was really keen to tackle um like these serious issues whilst obviously being aware that you had to insert some humor every now and again because at the end of the day none of our experiences are entirely miserable um even in a in a society where you're being oppressed um or experiencing experiencing racism um how do those communities function um you know outside of that paradigm of of um oppression and and um you know discrimination they still they still have to live they still have to love. They still have to um, feel hurt, um, you know. And in that latter one that you're talking about, about the, the wedding one, um, they still have to go through the cycles of life. Um, so how are they? How are they doing this? And so Michael, in that particular episode, actually that was the last episode. <laughs> you know, when I think yeah. of it, I'm like, yeah, okay, bye, it's end. Um, but uh what he was showing there was the, how the community is co- are coming together for this um this celebration and some of the food the rum the music 
everything mm. contributes to what we would call um, our tradition, our sense of pride, our sense of identity, our sense of culture. And, you know, he was in his way always trying to celebrate that. And, you know, and acutely um, trying also to map Guyana because even when I came, uh, everybody who was not from continental African who you saw, they were Jamaican, <laughs> you know, they were Jamaican. <laughs> and um, and he was really like trying to be very much uh, clear that this family were um, Guyanese, even if Norman Beaton was the only one carrying <laughs> carrying the Guyanese <laughs> accent and idioms. Um, so yeah, so those things, that observation about um, the comedy effect is 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 important and the distinguish uh, the distinction that michael makes in his um uh, episodic um um series yeah and he he talks about that as well i don't, um i was listening to some of the recordings that you sent me michelle from the british film institute and there um it he, he talks about the need for comedy creating uh slipping issues in you know it's like you know we it in, invites you in it puts you at ease and then he uses it to as a, a writing you know strategy to uh, then put something more uncomfortable to be dealt with which is which is great you know it's good writing yeah, that's exactly what Royston's episode felt like. It was this, they go to the club, you know, they're trying to get in and there's a little bit of riffraff and, you know, here and there and then it's very serious very quickly. It is, I didn't ever kind of notice it, but now I'm thinking about other episodes and that is exactly the way, yeah, you're introduced to some of these issues. And I think it's also important that he's writing in the 70s, in the late 70s, where that community, that Caribbean community in its broadest sense, and even the South Asian community, are really trying to establish themselves in Britain. They've only arrived kind of in the big numbers for about maybe 20 years maximum at that point um, and are trying to kind of find their place in society, find themselves on TV and have this representation, but also, you know, the actual nitty-gritty of a family trying to tie, tie the line of... They're, they're now here, they've been here longer than five years, you know, this promise of make some money and go back home, that's clearly not going to happen. And if it is going to happen for some, it's not happening for everyone. So at this point, they're deciding, you know, we've set up shop here, we've got to make this work for our children and grandchildren. And I think it does come at a kind of perfect time historically for this those kinds of conversations and that kind of feeling um, to happen, I think. Yeah, that's, that's right. And to add to that, I think it's really interesting because um, I've been well th- th- through all of the um, focus around the plaque. Of course, I've been kind of magnet to everything to do with <laughs> Michael Abin says. Um, I was looking at the the novel of Empire Road, which is interesting, and the char- and really early on in the sort of the the, the character. Sort of giving the character to um, Everton Bennett, who's played by Norman Beaton. Um, it's interesting because it's, it's kind of you know it, you, you're seeing you're seeing a character who is 
probably not the character you 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 may have thought um, Everton Bennett should be as a you know a, a West Indian man arriving. He's a, he's he says things which are you know kind of um, very carefully actually in the in the novel. He's he's kind of he says things about another community that then in the same sentence he says things that are derogatory about um, about his his own community but it's a but it's interesting it's a, it's kind of shocking it's another it's another one of those sort of insights it's like you know we're not we're not gonna feed you here um a story that you might think you you know we're, we're gonna start by giving this character um michelle you always um always speak about this kind of godfather character in a in a you know non-violent sense but the in in a way, all of the episodes are about um, the way that Everton Bennett um, has a, a kind of issue come to him, and they're and they're resolved within an episode, and then the next one comes along. So you don't have any, you know, you don't have any cliffhangers in that sense. They're all complete. But um, but the, the the example you gave um, about the club scene is a is again, it's such a good one. You're getting so, you know, you're getting all these different viewpoints. You're seeing such a, um, you're seeing an issue which is very much of its time, and well, and also probably still um, uh, something um, that happens today. But the but the different perspectives shown on, as you say, on the um, from different people um, in that episode is is really enlightening. And and as you say, it's historical. It's capturing a you know a time, which is yeah, which is really neat. And I just wanted to pause that conversation to bring in another conversation that was referenced early on in this episode. Um, a conversation between Dr. Michelle and the man himself, Michael Abensetz, in July two thousand and one. Um, and I wanted to bring in his comments uh, about the use of. Um, the kind of protagonist, Norman Beaton's character, um, Everton Bennett, uh, and the kind of inspiration for that character. And I will be inserting a few more of the clips from the interview between Dr. Michelle and Michael Abensetz from 2001. Um, I am so truly honoured and grateful that this clip was shared with me by the family, uh, by Michael Abensetz's family. Um, so that I could share it with you in this episode today and we could add some more life to um, the story of Michael Abensetz and Empire Road. Your depiction of Everton Bennett contradicted the stereotype images of Caribbean men, often portrayed as lazy, womanising and chauvinistic. How conscious are you of representing images of a Caribbean male? Well, yeah, it was a, it was one a conscious thing, but I also want to make a point. He, he throughout the series, he's called the Godfather. It wasn't that I wanted to have a criminal Godfather, but I wanted a man that people in the area looked up to. That part of the the thing about the series was that people would bring their problems to my main character, the Norman Beaton character, Everton Bennett, the Godfather, because he, that's how, so each separate story would be about someone bringing a different problem to ask him to help. So to do that, you had to have a character who didn't have lots of outside women, a man who people 
could really look up to. He had moral values. And so that was a conscious thing. But I also think there are a lot of black men like that, and that many writers, including myself, sometimes only write about the ones who have are angry or they have different girlfriends and, you know, they're unfaithful. And that's only because that's the drama to some extent. But we are unfair to all the black men who are wonderful role models. And I definitely wanted that with this, with the Godfather in Empire Road. And funnily enough, he was one of my most successful characters. Um. I think, Michelle, you, you brought up a point that I didn't want to forget, um, and that was the fact that he is Michael's writing and he brings in Guyana. And it is an important thing to do because, as I say on this podcast a lot, the representation of Caribbean people in Britain is very Jamaican. Um, and I think that even though there is only... Um, oh, Norman. Norman Beaton, there we go, um, who is, you know, carrying that by accent it is very clear that it is not just a story about Jamaica, even though there are very clearly Jamaican accents, there's references to certain things that might prop up in Jamaica food culturally. But it is clearly, Empire Road is kind of the perfect title for it in a sense, because it really does span the whole of empire by way of the people that Britain colonised and then found themselves in Britain post-war. So I think, yeah, it's, it's important because it's good to have, I think, that, story that isn't just encompassing the one island Jamaica but giving a bit of a broader um narrative and I think I don't know if he would have I'm sure he would have but I don't know if he would have been able to do that had he said it in London but also bear in mind that Michael is coming out of uh, a multicultural society when he's left Guyana because Guyana had right yeah yeah he had the indigenous, the Amerindian, we call, or they're called, um, and then they had the Africans, yeah. and they had the East Indians, then they would have had the Portuguese, mm. um, they had the English, the Scottish, you know, um, then you'd have like Michael Abenset's name is like Dutch, <laughs> so I've you have that. like <laughs> a, a Dutch element. Yeah. Um, so he is he is already aware of that mm. multicultural dynamic as as was I to be honest it's only really when I came here and I would imagine it's the same when Michael's come here that you're then like suddenly it, it's now there's these there are these tensions and I'm not saying that in Guyana there wasn't because we had riots um we had race riots in Guyana obviously um Michael would have left either at the time of it or just before it he's coming on the cusp of everything like he's coming here on the cusp of um the, the definitive race riots and he's leaving Guyana on the on the cusp on the edge of um a similar thing um so so he's very much aware of not only how these tensions can operate um it, when there are different diverse groups but how also within that they still they still need each other and they still work together you know, they're, they're still like Guyana, even just our food is, is a mixture of the different um, foods. And, and so, so yeah, so this, this would have been a, a comfort zone, but also one that, you know, he wanted to highlight how they were, how they operate effectively together and form community. 
Um, others of his, his work were, were, were te- was done in London, um, but then, I, yeah, you're right, I don't know how it would have necessarily worked, but London was also a bit of a melting pot um, at, at that time that he came. So. Yeah. But he lived where, he, he, he was writing from, as I said, from what he had observed in, yeah. in that area oh, in Birmingham. Nice. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And it is here we will draw part one of this little mini-series all about Michael Abbott sets and Empire Road to a close. Um, I hope you'll be back joining me next week to listen to part two with Dr. Michelle and Craig to continue the conversation all about Empire Road uh, and hear a little bit more from uh, the interview conducted with Michael Abonsets about his work, his writing and the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you have a wonderful week. Goodbye.